our consciousness and our field is not like that. So we have anger, fear, sadness, our perception, you know, our uh, human perception, the average person is like a light bulb. And everything they see turns them on, turns it off, turns it on, turns it off, and you're relative to everything. So your field is weak as water. Now, nowadays, because of the pandemic and all that nonsense, they've really hyped up fear. What does fear do? Fear activates the, the amygdala. Amygdala starts a neural endocrine cascade, goes down, it weakens and, uh, your, and starts to shut off, depending on how scared you are your immune system. When your immune system goes down, your gut biome, which gives you all your your body's life, gut biome is made out of bacteria, viruses, and parasites. It weighs four to six pounds. It's an entire world by itself. And our body and our immune system holds all those guys in perfect balance. And then it handles everything for you. If your immune system drops down because you're really scared or really upset or whatever, although if depending on how long it stays, all those bacteria, viruses, they're viruses. And they start to unbalance and cause trouble in your body. Welcome back to Unleash Thyself, a podcast where we journey into the depths of personal transformation, spirituality, and growth. I'm your host, Constantine Moroon, and today we're diving into the world of quantum physics, consciousness, and healing with our very own Dr. G. Rex Crowley. Dr. G brings over five decades of experience in disciplines ranging from quantum science and personal development to spiritual mysticism and martial arts. His unique depth healing technology harnesses cutting-edge quantum physics to liberate individuals from cognitive dissonance and limiting subconscious beliefs, enabling profound personal transformations. In today's episode, Dr. G will share his own transformational journey from a martial artist grappling with life's challenges to a healer working in the realms of quantum fields and energy psychologies. He will describe his innovative approach to healing, discussing how resonance and perception play a crucial role in our well-being and how brain reprogramming can lead to lasting change. We will explore his insights on dealing with skepticism, understanding the origin of diseases and the impact of emotions and fear on our health. Dr. G will also delve into the science of energy fields, the significance of the I am consciousness and his method of depth healing. This conversation promises to be a deep dive into the interplay of mind, body, and spirit, and how understanding these aspects can lead to a healthier, more fulfilled life. Whether you're a skeptic, a seeker, or somewhere in between Dr. G's perspectives, will challenge and inspire you to look at healing and personal growth from a new angle. As we embark on this enlightening discussion, remember to subscribe, like, and share your thoughts in the comments. Your engagement helps bring these transformative insights to a broader audience. So, let's begin. Welcome back to Unleash Thyself. I am thrilled to welcome Dr. G. Rex Crowley to the show. Dr. G, it's such a pleasure to have you here. And we cannot wait to hear more about the experiences and insights that have led you to where you are today. 
and your unleashed moment, the moment you knew you were on your own path to becoming the best version of yourself. So Dr. G, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you. Likewise, likewise. So Dr. G, I know your journey has been fascinating, right? You've been uh, learning and growing and doing all these beautiful things that we're about to talk to the audience for what, 50 plus years. So where would you like to start sharing a bit about your journey so it becomes a bit relevant to, of course, as we dive into frequencies and dive into the work you do today? Well, um, what most of you will find, I think, is uh, life, just like the universe is, is composed of strata of different frequencies. Like if you think of the, what I mean by that, folks, if you think of the ocean, you have the surface above the water, and then when you go to the ocean, if you go where it's real deep, you know, like where they have, where it goes for miles down. So as you go down, it's like strata of pressure. So the, the whole universe is like that. And it's the same with my life. And I think you'll find it's the same with most people's lives. It goes in strata or cycles or pattern. And each one has its own, just like your chakras all uh, carry different types of information, different types of evolution. Same thing with your life. So in my case, uh, my, my journey began at the age of six when I failed grade one. And uh, my family and everybody uh, just abandoned me emotionally. So I was, no, I was never seen by anyone in the family or any, anybody whatsoever, especially ladies. The main wound was all ladies. Because uh, my older sister of nine years, when I failed, she would uh, really torture me. The teachers uh, were all ladies at the school, Ivor Chandler. And then even uh, my mom, of course, was trying to go between dad, who couldn't accept that I failed. I was his oldest and first son. So that, that gave me what we call fundamental childhood decisions. And I sort of walled myself up. Now, I was born to do my work. So from the age of three until six, I always knew, as clear as a bell, I'm supposed to help save people and the earth and the animals and, and everything. I always knew. I used to draw big pictures of like a Noah's Ark that I was going to take everybody to a, another planet where there's no war. I always had that. But when that emotional hit came... I had to find a way to matter. So what that started was the journey of being a professional martial artist. Because on television, I, I always saw that the heroes were the big fighters. And when I failed, school, uh, the older boys, everybody would beat you up and stuff. And I was scared all the time. So I, by the time I got to grade eight, I was the toughest in the entire school. And I beat the hell out of everybody and anybody that ever got in my way. And it's been that way ever since. So uh, by the age of 13, I was uh, training hard in karate. And then by the age of 19, I was a, a professional uchideshi. Uchideshi means I'm actually the protege chosen by the a real master who was Kushida of Aikido, Yoshinka Aikido. And I put in over 50,000 hours on the mats uh, in Aikido alone, and then uh, another 21 years of professional uh, sword, just sword, 
summarize or on top of that. So the education I was learning was Zen-oriented, consciousness-oriented training. But I went on, when I moved from Canada to America, I went on to teach the United States military professionals, uh, enlisted, retired. They would all come to me, NASA. Uh, I had a number of NASA scientists that would come to me. And I was using, at that time, I had a big school in Silicon Valley. And that by that point in my life, I was in my early 30s. And I was te using uh, uh Japanese we call Budo as a uh, vehicle for human evolution, professional development, uh, emotional, psychological development. I was working with alcoholics and battered women and uh, military people. And that was my, uh, that was when I was a hardcore uh, professional uh, martial artist. Not not a commercial martial artist. I, I have nothing to do with commercial sports martial art. Everything I did was for real warfare, lethal engagement of mass, and so forth and so on. So that was what that was doing was teaching me how to be of service because I'm a, a samurai comes from the word saburo, which means to serve. It doesn't mean to be a tough guy and beat people up. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. I that's not what I do. If somebody started a fight with me, I, I always won, but I didn't, I'm not like that. So that taught me the discipline that gave me insights into consciousness, people, life. Um, and it was always metaphysical in nature for me because of my, my uh, leaning is always metaphysical, always mysticism. So one day in t uh, the year 2000, the landlord that had owned my dojo died his son took the dojo away from me and I was homeless and uh, everything was stripped away from me in two weeks. And that hit me hard, knocked the wind out of me. I didn't think anything could do that. So all of a sudden I went from being a professional and very highly respected man in Silicon Valley to being a zero. And that was a, that started a new path, but it took two whole years and I decided to become a professional doctor. I've never returned to being a sensei since. So this next chapter started. So this is the next strata. And I was filled with rage and anger. So much uh, anger and rage, it gave me cancer. I had to, uh, had to cut it out of my chest in uh, 2014. That's from epi, uh, we call epigenetics. It took uh, over 20 years to, to make it into a cancer, a little pocket of fat in my chest. But I was filled with rage could not understand why my dojo was taken away. And I never could understand why I couldn't make money because I have all kinds of titles. And um, I went through the school system. School system is trash, completely commandeered by the uh, pharmaceutical industry. And that upset me so bad that it, I developed enormous cataracts on my eye because I couldn't stand what I was seeing. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And uh, luckily I went back to school I was in my 40s, so they couldn't brainwash me because I already, I'd always been exposed to great, great master doctors all my life. Some of the greatest in the entire world, like George Goodhart Jr. himself, who founded Applied Kinesiology. I was uh, one of his patients for over 16 years. So um, luckily, they couldn't brainwash me. I knew what the truth was. I graduated, and there, so that's a, a big path there. But during that time, 
for nearly 20 years. I lost my spiritual. When they took the dojo away from me, I walled up into anger. I was developing as a doctor, but I was filled with rage. And I was attending all kinds of huge business seminars from all the big masters like Tony Robbins and John Asraf and everything. But nothing ever worked. I couldn't make any money at all. I got married to a nice Texan, but the marriage was a homunculus. I graduated and her and I moved from Texas to Georgia. And this starts a new a new chapter. So I'm going to be a, a doctor licensed in Georgia and eventually in Tennessee as well. But still, nothing's working. And I was studying Reiki under a really fine master there in Georgia. And I met I met the great master doctor because I apprenticed under four great master doctors to become a doctor. The great, the greatest and longest is uh, Dr. Habersky in Atlanta. I met him in Atlanta. He's a master of the quantum field and, uh, and he's a real master of the quantum field. And I apprenticed under him for eight years to learn the basis of my craft. Now, at the same time, I was studying Reiki. And my Reiki master introduced me to Tibetan Buddhism. And when I walked into his house, into his uh, sacred chamber prayer room, I reconnected to the divine. I reconnected. It was a nearly 20 years I had not been connected with my uh, spiritual path. I had, lo- I had lost it because of anger and shock. And when I reconnected, it was through Padmasambhava. Guru Rinpoche, because uh, my master, uh, Russell Holcomb, was very strongly connected and bonded with uh, Padma Sambhava and through the Dalai Lama. When I reconnected at that moment, everything shifted back to mysticism. Once it was shifted back, I was, uh, I was introduced at, at the same house by the same master to uh, Paramjoti Sriyama Bhagavan the great avatars in Chennai, India. So I received empowerments through Padmasambhava in Tibet, and I received my empowerments in Diksha through Sriyama Bhagavan in India. And that, and then Dr. Habersky was removing my cognitive dissonance. From that experience in the sacred chambers in Atlanta at Rossi McClellan's home, the divine rewrote my program. Part of my fifth program. Fifth program starts from the age of seven until whatever age you are now. When they rewrote that program, I went into a state of bliss. And only a matter of months later, I left uh, in uh, America, North America, moved to Thailand with nothing and uh, built a brand new life, which is what I'm living now. And very rapidly, um, through the divine support, because my way is, uh, I'm a bhakta, so I, I can explain what that means. That's a personal relationship with the divine. Through that uh, relationship, I now serve people all over the world. They taught me, the divine taught me how to uh, adapt a bioenergetic synchronization technique, which they call it BEST. That's what Dr. Habersky passed on to me. Adapted it for distance healing. And I'm a distance healer, so you could be on Pluto. I don't, I don't care where you are. I just uh, take care of whatever problem you have, and I can do that using a combination of uh, applied quantum physics, which is my frequency science, and uh, the divine, which is the mystic side. 
and that I'm a depth healing is a marriage of those two, and it lives through me. I'm the living proof of depth healing. Does that help? Absolutely, Doctor G. Thank you for giving us a bit of background into your life. So it sounds like you, like you said, you had many different stratas. They each had a different purpose. Now, looking back at your life at the younger years, right when you started at six up to when you had a big transformation years ago, do you feel like everything you went through now makes sense as to why you oh. had to go through all of that and everything being taken away from you at different times and yes. starting all the journeys? Something that you should all do, very, very important. Of all the different programs, there are 10 programs that uh, handle all of your life and, and then pass this life. The fifth program, age seven to whatever age you are now, What's very, very important, and you can try uh, once you were born up to age seven too, but that's more in in the hands of the divine or somebody like myself. I'm equipped to handle that. But what you do is you take your fifth program and... Hey, it's Constantine here. And I want to take a brief moment to truly thank you for being a part of this incredible journey of transformation. You are the reason we are creating this content. I see you and I appreciate you. Your support truly means the world to me. I want to ask you for a small favor. I'd love for you to join our mission by hitting like, subscribe, or leaving a thoughtful comment or review. Your engagement helps others discover these insights and together we can continue to unlock the power of authenticity and personal transformation. And if you want to reach out directly to me, send me an email at constantine at unleashedyself.com. I value any and all feedback. Thank you for being a part of this movement. Now, back to the episode. Think it through very carefully and write down every time you were hurt or a trauma, an accident, everything. And then you reframe it. Look for the what you learned there, what, it, what the benefit was. There's always a benefit. Even if your house burns down, there is a benefit and a reason. You look for that. And then you rewrite your life because all the things that you went through are giving you who you are now. If you don't like who you are now, that's when you get a hold of me and, uh, and I'll help you with that. But, uh, or any other big life coach, try to find yourself a good one. But uh, rewrite your life. So I've done that a number of times. And every time I've done that, um, Because see what happened when everyone abandoned me, I wanted to matter. I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be loved. So that made me into a super achiever. So so if you look at my bio and you see all the things there, seems like there's so much. It's because I was always, it made me a striver. Now that I'm an older man, I'm not obsessive anymore. All those things are gone. My temper is gone. Uh, The uh, triggers are gone. They're gone because of the process of removing that from the subconscious, eradicating it and getting diksha, diksha, the blessing from the divine. It changes the brain and the the brain no longer functions in those old negative patterns anymore. It can't. It's gone. So the life becomes uh, smooth, full of grace. Money comes. Opportunities come. Things are beautiful. It all happens by resonance. Everything is, everything comes by resonance. Yeah, absolutely, Dr. G. So let's talk a bit more about resonance, right? As uh, as you said, everything comes through resonance. And, you know, even myself, 
if we had this conversation a year ago, I'd be like, what's that? What's a frequency? What do you mean by all of this? So for those in the audience that are not as familiar with these terms and how life actually works, let's talk a bit about resonance some, and how do you see it and why is it important for us to think of that? There's two laws that you, that all you need to know is these two laws because there's so many millions of laws, but there's like a, one of the things I like to do is find the overarching uh, big boy and everything else is underneath it, right? Because if you understand the big boy, you aut- automatically include all the little ones. So yes. you have two, you have perception and resonance. Perception gives you your frequency. Your frequency gives you your life, gives you everything there is uh, because it's, it goes by resonance. So what do I mean by resonance? Resonance is just like, uh, uh, you know, when you look at a color, like uh, say you look at yellow, yellow is a frequency and red is a different frequency and green is a different. All the light spectrum, those are all frequencies. Sounds are all frequent. Matter uh, my, my prayer beads are, are all made out of frequency. Everything has a, because it's, uh, energy and it's moving energy. Never energy doesn't sit. It's moving. When they look at, uh, when Nassim Haramin, the great, um, physicist examined and got to the, uh, Planckian scale to look at the vacuum of the universe of space, it's all moving. It's all Every Planckian spherical unit, uh, which is the tiniest unit that science can see at this time, it's like it's like a sea, right? And everything is in that sea, made of that sea. But it's all moving. It's vibrating. So it's all uh, different frequencies. Now, how does the resonance work? Think of two magnets. If I have a magnet here, little one, and I got a big magnet over here, if you turn them the, uh, so they're going to attract, they come together, right? And if yeah. they, if you turn them the other way, they'll they'll repel, right? Almost everybody's has seen that as a little kid or as an adult. Resonance is when something is harmonically resonant, they'll pull together, and when they're when they're not harmon- harmonically resonant, they will repel. And everything in the universe is like that. So. Um, Let's say you're a lady. I, uh, most of my clients are, are almost always ladies. Let's say you're, you're a beautiful woman, real sweetheart. You're in your 30s. But unfortunately for you, for some reason, every guy you ever meet uh, beats you up, is cruel, abusive. Uh, and, you know, there's scales to all the kinds of abuse and everything. Why is that happening? So we go into their subconscious, which gives you the, your frequency. And in there, she was, uh, the lady was abused or raped before. Now, years have gone by and she's done some psychological work. She thinks that's all gone. Oh, it's not at all. So the, and how do we know that? Because she's still attracting these kind of men. Those kind of men are finding her. She's finding them. That's a resonance. So she comes to me. I go into the subconscious. I eradicate the frequencies of rape. I remove it. It's gone. In depth healing, when I say it's gone, it's gone. It doesn't exist there anymore. When that happens, her brain rearranges. Her, all her perceptions rearrange because that is gone now. So her frequency changes. And with a new frequency, 
she gets a new kind of man, like the magnets. She gets, if she's carrying this real uh, negative energy, the negative man finds her. If she's carrying a beautiful frequency, a beautiful, beautiful frequency, the, the good man finds her. That's what happened to me. I used to, when I first met ladies in my late 20s, because I was, I never had touched a woman's body till I was 27. And uh, that, that was a frustration for me as a young man, but it was actually a big gift because it allowed me to focus five to six hours a day, seven days a week for years on my craft. I had to build myself into, to be able to do this, what I do requires me to have the qualities so I have to develop the qualities. But once I finally touched the lady and I wanted to experience women, the only kind of women I could handle were dysfunctional uh, females and alcoholics who needed a big brother and uh, someone to protect them. I went through that for a few years and then there was a shift in me. And I no longer ever attract a, attracted another dysfunctional lady. I left that strata and I moved up. And then eventually I married my wife. My wife, what I didn't know was my wife was the uh, emotional duplicate of my mom. And I had been wounded since I was six years old. I finally found that. That allowed me, that gave me the ability to leave Tammy. Tammy's a great lady. Nothing wrong with Tammy. But we were not, if she was there to uh, heal my wounds with mom. Once I healed that, I came here and I met Oi. I've been with Oi for eight years. She's my girl. And it's a completely different kind of girl with a completely different kind of relationship. Does that make sense? It does, it does. Right, because I mean, that, that resonates really well because if you think about it in our lives as we go through our stages or stratas as you call them, and we change as people, we upgrade our frequencies, let's say we become better versions of ourselves, we notice that people in our life come and go. Right, experiences come and go yes. because now we attract different things. So that the way you explain it makes a lot of sense yes. because we see it in our lives, but sometimes we can't necessarily put it into words as to why it's happening. That's right. Yeah, subcon. Always remember the trick. The, the one of the problems for us humans is subconscious is invisible. That's why it takes someone like myself, or you need to get some training so you can try to see it. The easiest way that you can try to see what your subconscious is actually doing, what your frequency is. You look, you have to sit down and really do it uh, with a fine-tooth comb and look at all your life, right? You look at your body, look at your closest relationships, look at how much money you make or don't make. What does your home look like? What does your car look like? What do you look like? What is, uh, what is your surround? That's all you. It's all you. If you look at a, a rainy day and you get depressed, that's you. It's not the rain. Other people see, see the rain very, very happy. Same rain. So it's us. And that's the perception. The perception comes from the subconscious. And the subconscious was programmed for the first six years of your life. It doesn't belong to you. It's your mother and your father and everything else in your world until the age of seven. The frontal cortex of your brain that you that you use for thinking, it does not engage until the age of seven. It can't do that because it's not neurologically ready until that age. We're designed by nature and God for that. It's a survival mechanism. But the problem is 
as as the educated brain kicks in, the educated brain goes forward. When you want to think of your future or plan the future, that's who you're using. The subconscious mind goes backward in time. So what happens, there's a gap. The gap is called cognitive dissonance. Now, if you're skillfully raised or lucky, whatever you want to do with your life here doesn't have a contradictory program in the subconscious and the subconscious will not block you and it may even help you and then you really have success. But like in my case, I was raised with lack consciousness and embedded with it for over 27 years. Now, when I, and I'm an emotional man, if you're emotional, you really lock stuff into your subconscious strongly and it's all entangled. Okay. So when I met Larry Habersky, the great doctor, he started to remove the cognitive dissonance. Once the dissonance was finally removed, but it took me eight years to get rid of the uh, all of the associations and entanglements that had to do with lack, then I make money no problem at all. But uh, on, but other, see the, the the problem with for all of us is the ratio. This has the power of one subconscious one million, one to one million. This process is 40, 40 bits of information a second. Subconscious processes 40 million bits of information a second. So the, if there is a dissonant program in the subconscious that says you can't do that, you will never do it, ever, unless you find it and you stop it. People try brain reprogramming and brain repro, I teach brain reprogramming too. But the problem with brain reprogramming is this. Think of a housing project like they do in places like Houston. And they build the housing project, really beautiful houses, looks beautiful, but they built it on an old landfill and everything looks really cool for about 20 years. And then everybody starts getting cancers and dying and all kinds of horrible stuff because all the poisons and the problems are still in the ground under those houses. Subconscious mind is like that. Brain reprogramming overlays. And the idea is to be more powerful than the negative programs underneath. It'll work about 40%. But if there's a real big problem down there, like a post-traumatic stress syndrome uh, picture, uh, if it gets triggered, it'll it'll blast right up through the brain reprogramming like that. That's why I go in and I remove it completely. Once it's removed completely, your progress is guaranteed. Nothing's in your way. Same with disease. Same with everything. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely, Dr. G. And that, that's through depth healing you mentioned, right? Let's go a bit into that and what exactly it is. So let's say I come to you and I say, hey, I'm suffering from this anxiety or I'm suffering from these limiting beliefs. And some of them I non- may not even know, right? Like you were saying, these are so deep in our subconscious that we forget or don't even know they're there. How would you help me get all, or understand what I'm going through, but then also, like you said, remove it and get rid of it through depth healing or okay. other ways. So my, me- my methodology that the divine has passed on to me at, my, at this point right now goes like this. So I take you, it's like two sheets of paper. The first one is you now. How old are yes. you? I'm 40. Okay. Oh, that's a great, great, great age. 40 is a key age. That's where you graduate from uh, in the old cultures, 
when you turn 40, now you become your, this is your year, you're a fully, a full adult. And from 40 to 60, you're in your prime. That's the prime. Okay. So up, up until 40 is all like preparation. So you should get your, give you, while you're still in your 40th, 40th year, give yourself a big celebration, some kind of real nice gift to yourself. It's a big, it's okay. a big boy. But anyway, uh, I look at you now. And I get the story of what the anxiety is, what, what's happening, what your surround is like now. The next page is then we go back and I find out who mom and dad is and your family. And then I'm going to start to look at everything that occurred that you can remember up to the age of six. And then from age six until, say, age 13, I want to know everything I can find in there. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to operate first in the quantum field, your subconscious. I'm going to go back all the way from conception in the womb all the way through to your age now. And I'm going to locate exactly when the very first download relative to the anxiety you're feeling now occurred. I'll find out how strong it is and then I'll disintegrate it. I'll, I'll disassemble it and remove it. Then I go up to the exact age of the second download relative to that anxiety. What was it? How strong was it at that time? And I'll disintegrate it. And I go one more and I get the first three. The reason I'm doing that is the only reason you have anxiety now is because those pillars it was built there. The initial perceptions are built there. So I remove them. When they're gone, the anxiety that you're perceiving now has nothing to stand on. <clears throat> it has no legs. So we come back to you now and I remove it, change everything. And then you're, and I do it all when I'm doing it now, you have to understand it's in real time. Eh? So when I do that, Everything changes for you. If it doesn't change, we missed something. There's something we missed, and we go back in and we look for it. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Is this, uh, so you've done this for a while by the sounds of it. This is something that you've seen 12 years. Beautiful. And you said, you know, if, if it doesn't work right away, that means you miss something, you go back in. Have you seen scenarios where it doesn't work? Or you've missed so much, or the person doesn't know enough to be able to allow you to do the work you do? Uh, in my career, I've had one person so far that nothing worked. One. Generally speaking, as long as if, if they have a real complicated case, like some of my clients, uh, they were like satanically tortured as children, uh, or they had, uh, there's so many things. When you go into healing, it, it make your tears just pour out of your eyes when you when you see what's happened. Well, this one particular lady, I got an older lady and uh, uh, she had, she used to make lots of money and then, and she was married and then everything just collapsed into, into just a homunculus. She was just done like a dinner. And um, she got a hold of me and I started working on her. I worked on this lady for one year and um, I've never, except her, I've never seen a case where I could not break the story for some amazing reason. Because see, the, the trick to healing 
you have to be able to take responsibility and understand it's from it's in you but if you if they have victim consciousness as a healer or doctor you must first get through the and remove the victim consciousness because victim consciousness is an illusion but it's very compelling it's like um if you see a uh anorexic person and their skin and bone so you look at them in their skin and bone but when they look in the mirror they see fat it's very compelling to them they think that that's fat their skin and bone and nothing they don't you can tell them till hell freezes over there that's their perception so this particular client she had a victim consciousness such that irregardless of how deep i went she uh it was like a snake if i hit the tail the head came back if i hit the head the tail come back it was the most amazing thing i ever saw and eventually after a year she just uh gave up she had nothing and to this day she has not uh, nothing has changed because uh her mind is that that's her resonance so she's just a victim and she just sits in her chair the husband's uh, everything is finished and gone and she just believes that uh, the world is against her nothing's against her but she believes that and i could not break it i never saw that's the only time in my career i ever saw something like that you touched on something that i i've come to realize myself as uh, as i grow older here that we need to take responsibility for everything that happens in our lives right. good or bad because we have a play in it and that means also if i come to dr gio doesn't matter which healer i go to if my heart is not in it, if I don't want to get better or believe in it, let's say someone sends me there, I doubt it's going to work very well. That's right. That's right. right? That's and very that's... true. Yes. That's why they killed Jesus. Folks, Jesus is a real nice guy, right? He's nothing but pure love and the divine and everything. And the Romans threw him up on the cross and drove nails into him. Why? Because Jesus is love and that doesn't penetrate their belief system and their attitude. The divine will not force itself through if you don't want help or you don't want the divine or you say it's all a bunch of nonsense then uh all, always remember the the secret to the divine and the universe because you have the divine the divine is a population massive and it lives in the universe okay so there's the universe the divine there's the dark side that's another population and you have the divine and then you have the akashic records but let me ask you so we looked at the uh you know a case where despite your best efforts you couldn't go through but let's talk about cases where you have skeptics that come your way but they have an open mind but they're skeptical what do you see with those type of people because i would imagine those are the most fun to work with right because they're like oh now i can get them to see the light so to speak well let well, let's start off with me you know when i, I never heard of a, a distance healer I was a chiropractor in Georgia and these two people is a couple calls me up. I don't know how they found me because I had no advertising. And I I happened to be in my prayer chamber. I had a prayer chamber at my home with Tammy. So I was sitting there and the phone rings, you know. And uh it's a couple in New York, Manhattan. And uh she was dying of cancer and he had uh he's a great big man, a huge guy and he had developed MS. and he was 2 years into it. And they called me up and and they want my help and I said, "Folks, how how am I supposed to help you? I 
Uh, and this is like 2013 or 2014. And it's the very first day so that this ever happened. So they, I said, folks, I'm, I'm, I'm a chiropractor living in Georgia and you're in New York. So what do you think I can do for you? You know, because I'm thinking I used to do energy work and stuff, but I, I have to have the person in front of me. Right. And at that time, the voice came through from the divine as clear as I, I'm talking to you. you know, no, no, you can heal them from here. And I and I, I was like, I can? Yes. Just transfer the the frequency. Because I was already a Reiki master and I was a Diksha blesser, which are transference. It's just that the, the transference was always the persons in front of me. So I, I was able to, I started and I was able to stop his MS uh, right away. But, and that, uh, uh, I was skeptical, like, this works? How can I actually do this? Like if I if I send an energy, this is working. And then uh, the cancer, we were getting some results. She was metastasized everywhere. But the oncologist, after about a month working with her, told her that uh, I was a quack and she was dead in a month. She was she just she, it just ate her alive. Um, so anyway, that started this. So I every time I would work with someone, I was always thinking to myself. Is this working? But every time I worked on anybody, it was like like this. Everything, everything didn't matter what the, what the heck I worked on. So when I get a skeptic nowadays, I absolutely love it because they'll say, you know, I don't know what you do, but my friend told me to call you. And I say, okay, so uh, how can I be of service? And they tell me what's going on. And I clear it and it's all gone. And they're like, I can't believe it. I just just yesterday, one of uh, a client who's known me for quite a while, uh, she's much older and she's really uh, got a very very serious uh, cranial infection and uh, uh, some really terrible uh, back pain and uh, can't sleep. And then I I did uh, depth healing through the divine, and she's with it. She she went to sleep, slept seven hours, feels great. And they, you know, I get that kind of feedback every day. And uh, this is the real deal. This I don't operate with theories and there's no la-la land nonsense here. This is, I'm a very straight, that's why military people like me. You get results, period, end of story. The only way you don't is if you, like, I, like we were saying, if you don't believe it or you don't want it and you say, no, then I can't, I can't go past that. Nobody can go past that. Yeah, it makes sense, right? It does make sense to me. So with that healing, then it sounds like you can help anyone that wants the help and, and accepts the help. Yep. Let's talk a bit about disease. You mentioned this before. Why does it show up in, in the body, in whatever version it shows up in, based on what you understand now? Because if you're able to go clear it, that means you are also working on removing the reason it's there to begin with. That's right. One of my classic cases of disease, uh, removal of diseases, uh, I have a client that stayed with me ever since. She had uh, chronic Lyme's, unresponsive for over 30 years and very crippling for her. And um, I was able to get rid of the Lyme's disease completely and she's never had Lyme's. It's been years now. That's the, that's the end of it. Uh, why does disease come in? Well, <clears throat> There's a, a great many reasons why, but let's use a fundamental one. Um, let's think of a uh, 
a ball of burning, a really, really, really hot ball of like molten, molten lead or molten steel or molten something, molten lava. But it's like the sun. It's very, 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 very hot. Can you insert something in there? No. Anything that tries to go in, it's burned right up. Now, why, if you go back into uh, very ancient Japan, 1600s and, and so forth, and you uh, look at the average age of uh, life expectancy is about age 40 from disease and from whatever the lifestyle, and they, they lived about 40. However, a lot of the great Zen masters and the great uh, sword masters lived up in their 80s, 90s, you know, 100 years old. Why, why is that? That's their field. Okay. So their field is like a, a, a ball of uh, just like a sun. So disease doesn't come in there. Um, it, it can't. Okay. Now I'll give you a science experiment to show what I'm talking about. Um, Dr. Ted Mortar, uh, I believe he conducted this experiment or he was witness to the experiment. They went and got a yogi, some some great master, like a real master, not the not the one of the uh, empty title masters, but a real master. And uh, your heart, the the average size of the field of a human heart is four to six feet. Okay, that's the size of your heart general. But if it's a really evolved person like this master, they have a field. They've measured fields. Um, because they have the instrumentation now to, to do it as as big around as 40 feet uh, around, 60 feet up, 60 feet down. That's the size of this guy's heart field. Well, what they did was they put this guy in a chair and they hooked him up to every kind of monitor under the sun. So if any if there's any chemical change or any electrical change in any cell in his body, it's going to be registered, right? And they took a guy way out. I don't know, 60, 80 feet out. And he had a spoon of 100% pure crack cocaine. And he's going to walk to the master and put it in his mouth. 100%, so a teaspoon of pure crack cocaine. So that guy starts walking, not walking fast, but he's walking. And when he gets to the master, the master uh, takes the crack cocaine in his mouth. Nothing happens at all because the crack cocaine had been rendered inert, okay? Now, Bruce Lipton, the great microbiologist, he likes to use the term, uh, he likes to reference uh, religious fanatics in southern United States. And they put themselves up into a, a high state of uh, consciousness and, and like a frenzy uh, connected to the presence of Christ consciousness. And then they let rattlesnakes bite them and they take an entire glass of strychnine poisoning. You just put a couple of drops of strychnine poisoning in your mouth and you're dead like that. Nothing happens because of the, the, uh, their field is like that burning sun. Now, if, you, if you're like most of us, our consciousness and our field is not like that. So we have anger, fear, sadness, our perception, you know, our uh, human perception, the average person is like a light bulb and everything they see turns them on, turns it off, turns it on, turns it off and you're relative to everything. 
So your field is weak as water. Now, nowadays, because of the pandemic and all that nonsense, they've really hyped up fear. What does fear do? Fear uh, activates the, the amygdala. Amygdala starts a neuroendocrine cascade, goes down, it weakens and, uh, your, and starts to shut off, depending on how scared you are, your immune system. When your immune system goes down, your gut biome, which gives you all your, your body's life, gut biome is made out of bacteria, viruses, and parasites. It weighs four to six pounds. It's an entire world by itself. And our body and our immune system holds all those guys in perfect balance. And then it handles everything for you. If your immune system drops down because you're really scared or really upset or whatever, although if depending on how long it stays, all those bacteria, viruses, they're viruses. And they start to unbalance and cause trouble in your body. Another thing that happens, like when I developed the cancer in my chest, <clears throat> when I was born, <clears throat> when I was a little kid, I had a little pocket of fat like that on uh, beside the nipple on my right side of my chest. It's just a little pocket of fat, but it was there and you could feel it. And I went into a state of rage for like 20 years. So by epigenetics, which is a frequency, we epigenetics operates by frequency. Genetics means nothing. That's a proven fact. End of story. It's nothing. Epigenetics is everything. And epigenetics is the signal that comes through your perception. So for 20 years, all I saw was black. And I was, I was so angry. So the signal that was always hitting me and my cells was anger, 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 anger. That starts, that goes into the cell and that starts to activate the gene that can uh, develop the cancer. And I'm estrogen sensitive. So it used the estrogens, the anger. It took the little pocket of fat and it converted it into a cancer. And it's, and that's, that was, that reason for that is I wasn't a beautiful burning sun. I was like a big, big black ball. And, and in that big black ball, the funny thing about me is it won't be any kind of disease. Nothing touches me like that. Uh, with my problem is always uh, something, if it's something's going to happen, it'll happen to my physical structure. Like I broke my back in half when I was 27. I healed it with meditation alone in 12 weeks, but it's still broken half. And I was, uh, back in, when I was 27, I was as strong as steel. It didn't matter. It was, uh, that was my body talking to me. Disease is your body talking to you. It's telling you're not a ball of sun. You have anger, sadness. There's something in the subconscious that needs to be healed. So uh, whether it's a disease or whether it's a, a, a pain, it's your body talking to you in the only language it knows. Does, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. It does resonate so well to how I'm understanding things nowadays as well, right? And as you know, Dr. G, I have a mathematics background, right? So... It's, and I have a skeptic mind to begin with, right? But once I started going down this path and connecting with people like yourself and others and trying to see different viewpoints and understand how the world actually works, it's beautiful to understand how it's all connected and how big overall everything that we do in our life 
has upon our health and well-being and how how we see life day to day. You know, so a guy I, like you, uh, math was always my worst thing. Hey, I can't, I can't, under, I can't understand nothing. And uh, uh, but I use quantum physics. A guy like you, you know, you you go wild if you look at the research of uh, Nassim Harmin. Go to the resonance, the resonance academy, and you can read his papers and that, and you'll be able to understand the mathematics of it because it's. Um, it's incredible. And he's solved Einstein's field equations. He's solved all the uh, mathematics explaining gravitation, black holes, every, everything. He's, he's, he's a great, fantastic. You have to look into it. I mean, this is all fascinating, right? Because I, I, I see how science is catching up through epigenetics and other, you know, quantum physics and other ways to try to start uh, proving some of the things that people feel and know. Yeah. And that's beautiful to see because now we're finally getting a much better understanding of what amazing beings we are underneath, you know, this human experience that we have oh, yeah. <laughs> right now. And that's beautiful to see. But let me ask you this, because I'm really fascinated also by, you know, the subconscious and brain reprogramming. So let's say you go in to my field, you remove those three pillars you said to collapse whatever limiting belief I had, how do we now instill a new belief in that? Is that something that essentially I have to do through my own um, efforts or is it something that you help with, like essentially instill something new in there and then it starts to build up? Yeah, that's a great question. <clears throat> this is really important too. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a real, 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 real critical. If you ever go through any kind of a emotional or psychological process under any school of thought, make very, very sure that they do both sides. What I mean by that is <clears throat> when you see me, when I'm applying uh, depth healing technology, I first remove the cause, right? <clears throat> but then I instill using a, a, a opposite kind of frequency called constructive interference. I'm inserting a constructive interference uh, wave into you. Now, what, what do I mean by that? Always remember uh, that I am only a channel. I don't decide anything. Anytime a healer is deciding something, go the other way. Got to be a channel. And then, so if I'm working with you, your field, your higher self, your body, your nervous system, it's guiding everything. And I, I'm able to talk to it. That's my real big specialization. I can talk surgically to that, to know what to do. So when I, when I find the negative in you, that there's some imprint that, that, uh, that is there and it's giving you a block. So we remove that. And then in, it immediately... Because the universe will not tolerate a uh, vacuum. Something's going to go in there. So the trick is to put in what you need. And your system will select which frequency to put in. The frequency that goes in builds your consciousness, builds your uh, higher complexity and greater coherence. So what I'm doing is I'm removing what's keeping you weak and building you, building you, building you, building you. That alone, will, uh, that automatically will raise your perception and your consciousness. 
Now, if you want brain reprograms, like say, I often have a client, let's say they're an entrepreneur and they, they want more progress. <clears throat> we First, we find out why they don't have progress. We fix that. But then I'll teach them Psych K. Psych K is a, a, also a, the favorite of Bruce Lipton, a man I really respect. Psych K has been proven with uh, for brain reprogramming with functional brain scans, where you can watch the neural nets being formed right in the brain in five minutes. So uh, uh, Psych K is, is a, I've been using Psych K for like 30 years. It was developed by Ron Morris. You can go on YouTube, look up Psych K, Psych-K. It's very, very famous. <clears throat> so what it does is you have a, uh, a posture. It's for be, it's uh, what I call behavioral change. So you want to have habits that are progressive and move you towards your goals. So we want to automate the behavior so that you don't have to think about it. And it's not an act of will to like get up at four or to, to behave in a certain way. So what you do is you, you form a, a precision sentence, which is uh, describing the behavior you want. You sit in a whole brain posture with the eye quadrant is down, eyes are open, closed. You speak the sentence silently and out loud in any order. And then there is, you do that for five straight minutes. And then there is a uh, posture that you use to lock it in, to seal the new neural net. Within five minutes, you will make the neural net. If you do the same five-minute sentence for seven days in a row, it will be automated. So you, you will never have to think about it. You will just automatically be doing that behavior in that way. And that's why it's a very superb uh, way to evolve yourself and how you want to uh, make the best use of your time and your life and so forth and so on. So it's a that's a brain reprogramming um, that you do, but the, the trick, like I say, the biggest trick to all of it is knock out the, the fundamental cause of the block or the problem first. It's the same with Reiki, you know, you can do Reiki and pain will go away and then it's back in an hour because the cause that Reiki will not remove the cause. You remove the cause and you do Reiki, it's gone. That, that's the, that's always the difference. That's big, right? Because you, you touched on this earlier, right? It's about the foundation. If the foundation is weak and you build on top of it, eventually it's going to crumble. Mm-hmm. It's going to show the weakness in it. So like you said, yes. you start by fixing the foundation. So taking out the old and putting, making room for the new, essentially, in this case, right? Through the psyche. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's just, if you think to yourself, folks, like a, the brain and the way we're designed, think of a laptop. And if you uh, get a virus, what do you do in the, with the laptop? You remove the virus. And then the laptop works. Or you can take all the software out and put in brand new software. That's Or you can leave the software, add a new program. We're exactly the same. So I'm, I'm a virus re- a removal specialist. Virus <laughs> that <laughs> I love that. So... Let's talk a bit about some of the things that you're able to help people with, right? We talked about anxiety, right? That's one of them. I would imagine depression is not far along. We talked about brain reprogramming, limiting beliefs. But what do you see are some common 
challenges that people come to you and you're able to just help them fairly quick through the methods you use? Bro- broken hearts and post-traumatic stress syndrome. It's not ever necessary to have a, a, a whole slew, long time therapy or any of that stuff. And you certainly don't need any Medicaid. I can, I remove post-traumatic stress syndrome in one session. It's gone. Um, I've done it for, I do it all the time. And um, broken hearts. So what, what happens with a broken heart? This is a specialty that I, that I do, that I learned from a big healer in Dubai years and years ago. It's marvelous. Uh, it saved me crying my eyes out when I had to leave my pets in Georgia and Tammy. In that case, because I still love Tammy and my I love my pets so much, so it took me five, uh, it's called an energy exchange. But what we do is, let's say you have a, a broken heart with someone or, they're, or a divorce or uh, some kind of a relationship that is heavy betrayal, it's really hurting you. I have a a methodology I call an energy exchange, and it's it's sort of like a guided meditation. And what I do is energetically, I we we're going to pull all of you out of the person, all of your energy back as if you never met them, and all of them in you is going to go back to the other person as though they never met you. In the process, the energy as it's as it's comes back to you is purified so it's in its original form and then when I finish that separation and give them the diksha each day that goes by it's they just basically forget they don't have any memory it's not that they don't have memory you can think of them but you just won't it's as if you never met and all the suffering is gone and it's gone for both people um that that is uh, I find that a lot, and then there's the post-traumatic stress syndrome can be anything from a car accident to somebody uh, beat you up in front of people or uh, any kind of a trauma that is a shock can create uh, various levels of post-traumatic stressor. We call it uh, in my system we call it a SIMO. SIMO stands for sympathetic emotional memory override. So it's a it's a photograph. It's like a, a movie in the sympathetic nervous system that w- that doesn't shut off. It's still there. And then if if an environmental trigger, person, place, thing, smell, anything, triggers it, you re-experience that. So I take that picture. I shut it off. I remove it. As soon as I do that, the, uh, like I say, their brain uh, reorganizes. Always the brain will reorganize. Perception reorganizes. That negative frequency no longer is part of their field and their life changes and the suffering is gone. Let me ask you this for the broken heart because it, it got me thinking. So the way you explain it, it sounds to me almost like, okay, you, you forget about uh, the negative sides, but how about all the positive that, that that relationship brought to you? Do you still get to remember that and be grateful for it? Like the example oh, yeah. you gave with you Sammy and your that. pets. You so it doesn't remove uh, that aspect of it, right? It removes the fear side of it. Yeah, no, like for instance, um, actually you can think more clearly about it because if I think of Tammy and all, I was married to her for 13 years. If I want to think of Tammy, 
I can see it with uh, nice and clearly, and I can remember uh, the fun times and things like that. But there, when I think of Tammy, there's no more pain or sadness or fear or anxiety. Those, those that's removed. Just like you can think, if you if you um, were to watch somebody or meet somebody, uh, you see them on television or in the computer or you're listening to like, uh, you don't have uh, anxiety or, or there's no uh, entanglement with the, with that person. So you can listen to them, look at them, appreciate them, but it's, yeah. it's not negatively harming you. Does, yeah. does that make sense? Right, it does, it does for sure. That's a great explanation for sure. Dr. G, wow, this has been a beautiful We We cover so much and this is all fascinating, right? And whatever you do right now as a healer and everything you've learned, right? It, it took your lifetime to master and you had to go through your own stratas and whatnot. Do you see... I still am. <laughs> exactly, yes, because this is, you know, a lifelong journey for all of us. And yeah. I love that. I love that you mentioned that because that's what I'm finding as well is no matter how much we learn, there's always more that we can expand and grow as as uh, human beings or, or at least, you know, Ooh. as souls in this human experience. Yeah. But what you do, is there something that you are teaching others to do or you're seeing others be able to pick it up to, to <laughs> become healers and start, you know, that snowball effect, that ripple effect to help as many people as possible? And here's the trick with uh, depth healing. It's not possible to teach uh, depth healing because I'm depth healing. So um, I do hundreds of thousands of hours of sadhana. I'm apprentice under so many different masters. How, how am I supposed to pass that those experiences on? Um, I have empowerments that took me years through Tibet. And then I have empowerments through India. And I have empowerments through Japan. How am I supposed to? I don't know how to empower uh uh, I pass on, uh, I serve th those people. And what I can do is uh, I can take a healer and I can uh, make them better. But I cannot, you know, I'm, I'm a doctor. I study, uh, I apprentice under four uh, great master doctors that are, uh, how am I supposed to uh, teach that? When I transfer, uh, when I transfer, all of those things, like just this Saturday, I received special empowerments uh, from India. And those empowerments are transferred from the Param Jyoti, the great compassionate light, straight into my brain. That's a, an honor for me. And it gives me greater capacity uh, with Christ consciousness to be able to help my clients. But this is not something, when I die, death healing dies with me because I, I am depth healing. So I went from severe poverty because I was always poor as a church mouse and, I, and anger and all of that to the life I live now. And my life now is uh, looks like a fairy tale. It really does. And I love my life. But it's a, this, is a different, uh, this is a different kind of a system. Uh, it didn't, you can't go and get a seminar on, uh, <laughs> on doing these things. I had to live all these years and, and go through all the suffering that I've been through so I can understand people's suffering. You can't transfer that, you know, just like you, like, you know, the old saying, you can't put a, a man into a boy. Man's got to be made over time. Very interesting. Very interesting. Thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that and I can see what you mean. How can you transfer all that into someone else? It's, it's probably not doable. 
Very, very interesting, Dr. G. So <laughs> I'm really curious when, if you were able to go back in time to, let's say, when your dojo closed down or even earlier when you were a six-year-old boy, is there anything you, you would tell your younger self, like you get to meet that younger version to, to make the journey a bit easier? And I'm thinking that in the context of all the people listening <clears throat> and being at a place where you were, what could make their life a bit easier so they can get to the destination and be faster than you had to endure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the whole trick when when something really goes south, folks, we identify with it, and that gives you the attachment, and that's the mistake. So I, I'll give you uh, so say when they took away my dojo, I have no words to describe to you uh, from going from a, like I was like a, almost a famous man in Silicon Valley to a complete zero. And the moment I didn't have the dojo, nobody gave a damn about me. So not, not only did I lose all my work and all and everything else, even I was completely discarded emotionally. Let me uh, give you an analogy for you to contemplate. Let's say you're sitting at a cafe somewhere and you get a, a telephone call. So you're sitting down relaxing. It's a nice day and you're having a nice cup of coffee or a margarita or something, you get a telephone call and and your house just, your house, it's your neighbor, your house just burned to the ground, burned right to the ground, it's gone. <clears throat> and they had been looking for you and looking for you and they finally found you, <clears throat> a way to contact you. And in the house, of course, is all your belongings and uh, money and all the important paperwork, everything, it's your house. All of the nice things that were sentimental to you from your family and your... Nobody was killed, luckily, but the house is completely gone. Now, let me ask you a question. While you're sitting at that cafe and you're listening to that on the phone, did anything happen to you? Are you in any way different at all? Nothing happened to you at all. So that is the that is a way for you to connect with the great, the great energy of I am. I am. That is power, and that will let you uh, go and buy another house, go and do whatever the hell you got to do. That is that's one way to access real power. Is you, the house is not you, and the money and anything else and the insurance, none of that stuff is you. If you can connect with you with that, doesn't matter what happens. The other thing to think is is like this. Imagine the guys in Auschwitz, in the in the uh, torture chambers in Auschwitz from uh, Hitler. Uh, who lived and who died? A lot of guys they died because they they're attached to the the suffering and all the loss and the imprisonment, and they and it just they wither up and they're gone. The guys that lived. They had a purpose that they could lock into, or they had a, a, a dream. So what's what's in their case? What's happening is some of them might have the I am, and others they they have at least something that is uh, in the future to pull them through it. Now that's a lesser kind of energy, but it's still very powerful. Uh, Jim Rowan, the great uh, business manager, he often will talk about that. You want to have a, a defined future with a real strong why, a real strong why. 
The only thing that made me survive when I lost my dojo, because until that point, I was always like an arrow. I always knew. And then when they took it all away from me, I was in limbo for a while. But the fundamental driving force in me is I'm like a, I'm like a George Patton and no, nothing's going to stop me. That's my fundamental energy. That's why they used to call me the general when I, because uh, I, fa- I fashioned myself as a sensei after George Patton. So I'm a fighter inside and I won't be defeated. Come hell or high water, nothing's going to stop me. That's what kept me moving. And that's why I became a doctor. But it was a hard, dark path. If I had been able to connect with I am, that would not have happened. And I wouldn't have got cancer. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's very deep, right? To to think about it. So how does one connect to the I am then? How can you distance yourself? You get a phone call. Of course, you're going to be distressed right away. You have to, you have, that's something nobody, it's not like you can be taught that. You have to, it's something that for you to contemplate now and to focus your life in such a way that you, you're able to feel this. You got to feel this internally. So, because when, when you get a shock, it's so easy to forget it. Me too. If, if something really shocked me, it's easy to forget. So you, you have to really work on, that's why I always laugh at modern martial art. Modern martial art is nothing, nothing. Just technical, biomechanic uh, stuff. Real martial art is about dying. Uh, you know, when you watch a Western movie or, so, or with a swords, sword, sword's 32-inch long razor blade. When it touches you, you fall in half. And, and sword fights are not like television. One to two cuts, max, it's over. If you're in a real sword fight, uh, you have a one-third chance you live, one-third chance you die, one-third chance you both die, now or later. So imagine the actual real sword fighters. They have to have uh, a real strong sense of uh, inside, not technical. Technical means nothing. Nothing. You can see um, Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp wrote a, a, a he wrote a, a a whole thing on gunfighting, and he said all the fancy guys they're dead and gone. Real gunfighter, he's got to have he's got to be real calm. Try getting in a gunfight and staying calm. How do you do that? Well, you you want to try to form practices and and uh, your life to connect to that, to feel that. Nobody's going to be able to teach you a technique for it. You have to look for it and go into practices that help facilitate it. Like Zen archery will help facilitate that. Um, any kind of real meditation pre- practice like Vipassana, real Vipassana. I always say real because I'm not talking about 10 minutes or an hour. I'm talking about hardcore, real deal. Because it you... In order to get to I am, it's, you you got to get pat, uh, you got to get underneath the superficial stuff. That's the gut. So see, um, if you lose the house, or the or they uh, or it comes over the news, uh, they just uh, launched uh, atomic missiles are headed to the United States from Russia. Uh, get ready, 
So we're gonna we're all gonna be incinerated. At that moment, that's the time to go into I am. So you can meet your death well, not uh, running around screaming and crying. That's not going to change anything. So it's the uh, many, many times, folks, uh, real harsh life circumstances or lethal uh, mortality allows you to find the deep. Because in your core, you cannot be burned, incinerated, or you don't die. Only this dies. Only this gets old and goes away. But the real you, that doesn't die. The real you is the I am. And the I am is one with the divine and the universe. That That's the real us. Yeah, love that. Love that. Beautifully explained there, Dr. G. Amazing stuff. I know we've been uh, talking here for quite a bit of time, so I want to give you a chance to talk about how people can connect with you so they can work with you if they want to or learn sure. more about you. It's so easy, folks. I uh, What we did is I have a website called uh, depthhealing.org, not .com, .org. And you just go there and connect with me directly. And uh, I'll get you in, set you up, and uh, I'll take care of whatever it is. I'll help you with uh, everything I know. That, that's all. It's very, very simple. I like to – I use WhatsApp a lot, Messenger. We talk on Zoom. But just you just have to get a hold of me. You can find me on, uh, if you go to Grant Cruley on Facebook or you look up Depth Healing, I have uh, the Instagram and all, all of those kinds of things. I'm easy to find. And then you just get a hold of me and, uh, and I'll take care of you. Awesome, Dr. G. Before I let you go for today, is there anything else that maybe we haven't touched upon that you feel is important in the moment to bring up? And I know we cover so many beautiful topics. Yeah, uh, there, there is one thing. Now, you have to, un- you, you know, in the military, we say you got to understand the, your arena. Otherwise, uh, you, you can't win if you don't understand the arena. The arena for the world now has changed. So what you want to do is be uh, the gatekeeper of your mind with great care. What I mean by that is unplug yourself from regular media any kind of regular media. They have very, very, very sophisticated technology to twist your perceptions, brainwash you, control the populace. The only way to control your own life and be master of your own life and to live a a happy life, you have to selectively uh, watch out what you put what you allow in, because they're they're everything I know about the mind. They know, and they put, they've put it into technology. They put it into the music. They put it into the uh, every form of media, and all of the, all of them are all bought out. They have that that has the mind. So be be very selective and be very very sharp. One of the only reasons I am who I am. Since I was a little tiny child, I was never influenced by media, ever. I've never looked at a a newspaper or listened to the news or anything in my entire life. So I have none of their programming, none. When they came up with the pandemic, I laughed my head off. 
if you could pour a whole pail of COVID on me and all I'd do is have a cigar and a glass of wine, I nothing going to touch me. And it's, it doesn't touch me, me because I'm that ball. It doesn't come into me at all. You develop yourself like a ball also. And the first thing to do to get that ball is cultivate your own life and unplug from the, their agenda. Their agenda comes to you through all the different types of media. Don't, don't buy into that. Dis, dis, disengage and you'll find a, a nice, happy life. If you have any problems, get a hold of me and we'll, we'll change it together. That's a powerful message to leave uh, everyone with, uh, Dr. G. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for your time. It's been an honor to sit with you and have a conversation, and I've learned a lot. And you got me thinking about different things that I have to you now go explore on my own, find yeah. my own answers, right? Do my own research. Yeah, that's what he says. I hope you all do that too. And look up Nassim Haramin, look up Bruce Lipton. Uh, you, you, that information, you can take that to the bank. Uh, oh, and the HeartMath Heart Math, uh, Institute. HeartMath Institute. Yes. Top of the line. Yes, they do amazing stuff there. Well, Dr. G, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, and God bless. Thank you so much for joining us on this exploration of personal transformation. Your presence and engagement are at the heart of what we do, and I sincerely appreciate you, your time, and thirst for knowledge, inspiration, and empowerment. Please consider showing your support by hitting like, subscribe, leaving a comment, or writing a review. Your engagement not only fuels our mission, but also helps others discover these insights. For more daily guidance on personal transformation across the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical realms, be sure to visit our website at UnleashThyself.com. You can also find us on Instagram at UnleashThyselfToday, TikTok and YouTube at UnleashThyself, and there we post daily content designed to inspire and empower you on your journey. If you have any specific thoughts, questions, or feedback, I truly value your input. Or if you'd like to have a conversation with me, or work with me, please feel free to email me directly at constantine at unleashthyself.com. I would love to hear from you. Together, we're building a community united in authenticity and purpose. Once again, thank you for being a part of this movement. Until next time, continue to embrace your true self and live a life on purpose, with purpose. See you in the next episode.